1: Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, the station, or its advertisers. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's
2: own Jesse Gastan. And welcome, welcome, welcome to another Monday edition of Lifeline. Your host with you in the house on this November 13th, 2023. Cool this evening, 5.05 05 p.m. And uh we want to, I don't know, get at the topics that are going on in our world. I'm glad you're with me. The number to reach me is one triple eight. One eight, 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 three six, seven five three, two, nine, one triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. I'm kind of aware of the uh, caliber and maybe the tenor and maybe the eclectic nature of the people that listen to me on on this Monday program, uh you know, every now and then, I get a chance to meet some of you all face to face, largely. If any of you do get in contact with me, it's through my email, and I'll give that to you now. If you want to chat with me, if you want to make your observations, if you want to ask questions, get some information, et cetera, it's lowercase GBC, like girl, boy, cat, GBC Hayward, GBC Hayward, H-A-Y-W-A-R-D, GBC Hayward, H-A-Y-W-A-R-D, At gmail.com. That's my email. Make sure if you do email me that you uh, acknowledge the program, acknowledge that you listen, whether you agree or not. That is, uh, it's hopeful, but it doesn't really ultimately matter as long as you and I are able to exercise, for the time being, freedom of speech without the consequences and ramifications of a dictatorial government that wants to censor, shadow, or punish us because we don't agree. With the stated narrative, and of course, if you listen to this program, you know that is fundamental, fundamentally where I stand. Um, just just haven't haven't been pleased with my government thinking that we're so stupid that it can actually foist upon us data and information that's not only uh, not true, but in in some cases very harmful. Which is in some cases very harmful for that reason i'm extremely thankful for uh for the larger public uh platforms that are out there that give us information and data and uh, at least us at least allows us to hear other views other interpretations other vantage points other perspectives other eyes on the ball whether that's Ukraine or whether that's Gaza or whether that's vaccines or whether that's theology, whatever the case, I'm very thankful that right now we're living in a world where there are thousands of other platforms out there to the chagrin, if you will, of governments around the world, because governments largely want to control your life. They don't feel like they're worth anything if the people that they govern can't be told what to do almost without question almost unconditionally and so they engage in major major exercises of manipulation of uh fabrication of information of threats of all kinds of psyops and and uh inventions machinations media uh propaganda all kinds of uh data flooding uh, information to get you to understand how important they are in your life, that you can't live, you can't survive if you are not drinking from the, from the nipple of your government and, uh, sucking down, uh, from the paps of their ideological constructs and their global agendas and their plans and their, their party lines. If you're not part of the party line, you're a threat to them. Just imagine if as a society you, in fact, were we, in fact, were the uh, majority influencers when it comes to information in the world. What what would the what would the government do if it really could not get out of the 320 million people here in America, if not more now, probably about 400 million now on named since we have an absolutely porous border going on in, in texas uh, who knows how many millions of people are in america right now you can't know that pervatum uh verbatim or per capita if you don't do the research so we get all these numbers from your again your legacy media outlet I don't say how many people here how many people there they don't know for sure they aren't on the ground giving you a factual number. These are all algorithms. And, and as you and I know, algorithms are so manipulated and so biased on the part of those that are doing them that it simply becomes another arm of the propaganda machine that would uh, seek to use numbers to alarm us, influence us, and move us in certain directions. I'm thinking right now about the war in Ukraine. Uh and uh and and the one that's taking place over in uh gaza right now and i'm thinking about how what a distraction these two things are for sure what a distraction first it was in ukraine and getting all people all riled up and remember they turned that into a debate because they love to keep us divided and uh operating out of uh an uninformed opinion that has been basically spoon fed by the media and it used to be ukraine because what was going on in ukraine well they're telling us that we needed to help save the ukrainians from the russians in reality, we came to discover that there were so many sheltered banking, uh, spots for the Biden crime family over there that uh, they had to cover up, destroy, get rid of. Uh, if, if there was going to ever be an opportunity for Mr. Biden to escape, uh, litigation, escape query, escape, uh, the, necessary pursuit of justice in our own country when our when our leaders are given to the kind of simony and uh, wealth confiscation and the corruption of the uh, uh special interest groups that that crawled the floors of washington and uh, and and made deals with them behind closed doors against the interest of the american people when we do find out about it we seek to pursue it but we are often hindered by again the mainstream media so now that that sort of uh Quandary that fire that conflagration that was fabricated and started by our military our DOD as well as our executive branch with the uh, laughing stock conflict the big time wrestling match between the left and the right the Republicans and the Democrats to our viewing and amusement and deception we have now switched over to another war welcome to um, uh, the big screen Hollywood presentation of a battle taking place in gaza with israel and the palestinians or hamas however way you want to frame it and uh that's a distraction as well it's not to say that this isn't important that that's not a real world event it certainly is and uh i think very gullible and uh, duped uh, Christians are wrapped up in that once again as is the case by our media uh every ten or twenty years it loves to get the Christian right and the Christian left up in arms about what's going on in the Middle East as if somehow uh you know God can't talk to us unless he's talking to us through um through the Middle East and through Israel and through uh, Iran and through those conflicting parties over there but that's what's going on right now and i'm I was amazed at Alan Dershowitz' tirade against ex-president, or let's say former President uh, Barack Hussein Obama, for merely suggesting, merely suggesting that both sides are not without guilt when it comes to the wars that are taking place. He rightly asserted, that you cannot be an honest person if you have an opinion about Gaza, about Palestine, about Hamas, about Israel, and you take the position that many of the media outlets and governments have done. This all started on October 7th. Before that, everything was honky-dory. Everything was peaches and cream. Everything was kumbaya. And most of us who have dug down deep went around, circumvented, fetched a compass around our media uh, legacy, distraction, misinformation, disinformation platform, have discovered this battle has been going on with these people. We're not talking biblically yet. We will when I come back from the break. These people have been at war since 1902, uh, 1907, and uh, 1927. Then again in 1940. Six, seven and eight. And again, in 1967 and up to this present time, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the the uh the United Nations uh, agenda, along with the Brits. To establish Palestine as a as a people group as a state in Israel after having taken Israel uh, many of the uh, uh, escapees from the uh, conflict and war that took place under Hitler from Germany implanted them in the land of Palestine or if you want to say the land or state or territory of Israel as it is called today and the fighting has been going on ever since then up to now and as I stated I'm just utterly surprised at the tirade of Alan Dershowitz, a Jew, and his opposition to Barack Hussein Obama and uh, his assertion that there could be guilt on both sides. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm asking you the question, could that possibly be the case? Could it be the case that we've got guilt on both sides, people not treating each other right on both sides? Some some folks uh, engaging in harm on one level, other folks engaging on harm on another level. Could these two brothers, because they are brothers, whether you want to admit it or not, they are brothers. Could these two brothers be swinging and hitting and kicking each other under the table and around their back when nobody's looking and then cry foul? Hey, hey, mommy, Jimmy hit me in reality. Uh, Johnny provoked Jimmy to hit hit Johnny, and uh, we sit back and r- maybe rush in and try to be a savior uh like maybe a naive or ignorant or emotionally bit mom or dad and want to take sides rather than doing what the Bible says, prove everything and then hold fast to that which is good do you know what you would do to your child every time that child in his method of getting you to actually comply with his goals and rules every time he screams mommy mommy or daddy daddy you run to his aid automatically assuming that the other child is guilty do you know what kind of do you know what kind of child you are about to produce and provoke and raise up every time Johnny tells you that Jimmy hit him and it's not Johnny's fault at all. You know what kind of child you're going to raise up, right? You're going to raise up an angry child. Uh, I can tell you the government knows that CIA knows that FBI knows that DOD knows that all countries of war around the world know that. Do you know that? This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. The number is 1-888-367-5329, 367 5329 We will be getting into this with Scripture, doing some reflection. I'll take your phone calls. Yes, I will. one 367 5329 if I think you're fit for a dialogue on this program. This is Jesse Gistan. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. I'll be right back.
1: And now, back to Lifeline.
2: Here are. 521 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Your host, Jesse Gisdan. The email, if you want to contact me, is gbc hayward. GBC, lowercase gbc, lowercase hayward at gmail.com. If you want information about the stuff I'm talking about or uh, just want to have a conversation, let's do that. I'm thinking about the the, commercial. I hope you heard it. I'm really uh, uh, impressed by some of the commercials that precede our program because it often is actually affirming a lot of things I'm saying to you. You must be suspicious of your government. Why? Because like the Camp Lejeune thing, which is only one of hundreds, if not thousands of litigations that are going on in our government by – Good lawyers who are pursuing class action sh- class action suits against companies who have lied to you, like Big Pharma lied to you, like like um, like uh, Pfizer lied to you, like Moderna lied to you, and AstraZeneca lied to you about their findings, about their uh, tests, and about their trials. Here, Camp Lejeune has uh, affected the water so bad, either by pesticides or by chemicals. And it, it would have never happened if our government had done the proper job of overseeing the testing, the trials, the, um, the, the products that are being fostered by these institutions, by these industries, after they get approval from the government. Then they go out and make all these products supposedly to help the American people, which only at the end of the day, way more times than not, end up harming us uh, in significant ways. This is nothing but the atrocity of lies taking place at the industry level and after they have made millions if not trillions of dollars, then they're ready to pay pittance to people who want to join these class action suits. Okay, go join the suits. but we really should do a better job of making sure we have politicians on our side who are not being paid by these criminals in Washington to actually um, get away with uh, lower than uh, quality standards. A quality assurance mechanism is needed in order for Americans to live lives that are truly lives of quality in terms of our health and our welfare instead of uh, this simony and wealth uh, production and confiscation, confiscation of income by virtue of our wicked, crooked, Balaamite uh, uh, politicians. Not only in the uh, legislative branch, but also in the executive branch as well. As I stated, the Ukraine war was was a distraction from one of the most notorious crime families in our government. It happens to be the Biden family. He's not the only one. You can trace these guys all the way back if you do the data. But what, what I was stating was about Alan Dershowitz and Alan Dershowitz just simply happens to be one of these long stated uh, lawyers, long time lawyers who um, himself has something to say because he plays a role in, in, in governmental politics as a government lawyer um, with, with what goes on in our media and what goes on in our society at large. And if you listen to him carefully, he actually will scare you um, because I remember when he debated um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. over the idea, should the government have the right to shut down society if it feels like there's an imminent threat when it comes to, uh, let's say, a pandemic or what we call a plandemic, and Alan Dershowitz was absolutely on the side of the government being able to do that. Well, three years later, look at what he, what happened. An absolute scandal and debacle of a shutdown of our government, destruction of tens of thousands of companies middle class companies upper upper class companies we have become poorer since the um since the lockdowns since the pand- pandemic we have become poorer, less safe, um uh, less less clear um, less, uh, the less uh, assured that our government has our own best interests because there were tons of company, you guys, that made so much money out of our duress, out of our isolation, out of our spacing, out of out of our having to wear masks, out of our, uh, God forbid, if you did, I'm I'm sorry for you, praying for you, uh, stuck your arm out and let these contaminated jabs uh, do what they did to so many people around the world. And then on top of that, a media that shut down all kinds of good doctors, and all kinds of good scientists, and all kinds of good lawyers, and good uh, uh, government officials uh, like Ron Johnson to make sure that the larger society does not hear the debate, the arguments, and the uh, necessary, necessary critique and analysis of the um, debacle of that event. And uh, we're about to walk away from that as if it never happened. Uh, But Alan Dershowitz, who is he? Who is Alan Dershowitz that he should be so moved by Obama simply saying we need to really look deeply into these matters? And see whether or not we're dealing with um, uh, both sides being uh, engaging in in harm of fellow citizens, harm of human beings, harm of one another, and, and harm to the society at large. But Alan Dershowitz, if you listen to what he said, his outrage fundamentally said initially, I will never talk to him again. I will never talk to him again. He's aiding and abetting terrorists to do evil and wreak all kind of havoc uh, as he as they did upon those uh, 1,200 to 1,500 people uh, on October 7th. I mean, his outrage was as if somehow Obama had just basically spewed out a new virus that was as toxic as one could imagine, ready to kill off uh, uh, 100 million people in America, as some of the liars asserted that it would. When President Trump was forced to have to actually engage in that un un uh unscientific uh again, debacle of the shutdown. It was just wrong. And here he is speaking like that. But what is that all about? What is that all about? I'm, I'm actually reading it, because you know, one of the things we're doing uh at Grace as we're dealing with all of this is we're working to get behind what's going on in terms of our um in terms of our world what's going on in terms of our government what's going on in terms of the split between the democrats and the republicans what's going on at the higher levels of um ideological constructs and and uh, right now what's before most of our eyes is a pro uh israel anti-palestinian uh pro-palestinian anti-israel what we call bifurcation and this in my opinion ladies and gentlemen is just another construct many of us have told you that above all of these political battles above all of the wars that take place in our world um is money and and smart people know that's the case um yay yeah, tried to tell you about it but they shut him down he might be in the corner somewhere. <clears throat> struggling with some kind of uh, uh, mental troubles that could have uh, been part of some kind of trecanary going on. But they were able to summarily shut him down when he started talking about the bankers and the controllers and the people that manipulated that that fundamentally um, uh, bank bankroll wars. You ought to know about that by now. Don't close your eyes or ears. Just understand, wars make lots of money. For all sides. This is why Vivek uh, Ramaswamy, when he was debating uh, uh, Haley uh, in the the recent uh, Republican uh, debate over a couple of days ago, uh, just pulled back the curtains and proved that she was part of this whole cabal of making tons of money on the selling of weapons to all the nations around the world. You and I are dealing with levels of compromise on the part of our go- on the part of our country, and the part of our government that is so unethical and so immoral um, that if you don't begin to step back and look at it and see it for what it is, you will never ever see the truth, even though it's right in front of your eyes. I'll take you just briefly back. I do have to take a break, and I'm going to do this one more segment. I'll take you briefly back to the 60s, to the Vietnam War, where, uh, you know, on the front of news uh, front, where the media would talk about a bunch of those hippies out there protesting, uh, you know, and they were protesting for free love and drugs and all that. Some of that was going on without a doubt. But fundamentally, what they were protesting against is their awareness of us bankrolling and engaging in wars around around the world that had nothing to do with you and me, such as the Vietnam War. That's why Muhammad Ali was ready to go to jail because he just was not gonna buy into the lie that America's interest means that he has to put his life uh, uh, in harm's way to make sure we continue the safety of American citizens. And that lie has been going on way before that up to now. And some of you know this. And here we are again with the same thing. Yes, they want to get at World War III if they can. So the boogeyman right now for all of you, particularly if you're trapped by the Zionist position of uh, uh, pro-Israel sympathy, is Iran. Like, Iran is the big boogeyman now. This was the stuff that the Bushes were doing that got us to 9-11. But in reality, all of those guys are getting paid. I'm going to take a break here, but let me remind you. The Biden administration gave Iran tons of billions of dollars and told them, don't support Hamas. And Iran said, we'll do whatever we want with these tons of billions of dollars of you taxpaying Americans. We'll do whatever we want with these tons of billions of dollars. And by the way, your uh, legislative branch, your Republicans and Democrats didn't do anything about it. So this is not about uh, Republicans and Democrats. They're both guilty of financing wars and killing thousands of people. This is Money Monday edition of Lifeline. I'm going to take a break. When I come back, I'm digging a bit deeper so that we can kind of know the truth if we want to know it because only the truth will set us free. We will be right back.
1: And now back to Lifeline.
2: Yes, we are at time 536. Remember, your Bible says the simple believe every word. The prudent looks well to his going. The simple swallow every proposition that comes down the pike by its biased sources and won't even critique it to see whether or not they're lying to you. The simple believe every word, but the prudent looks well to his going. That means the prudent person goes, aha, Okay, you're uh, you're telling me something you are informing me. Let me do my diligent duty to make sure what you're saying happens to correspond with truth. After all, I'm a Christian. I'm not just an useful idiot. I'm a Christian. The Bible tells me to prove everything. Not some things, everything, and hold fast to that which is good, First Thessalonians 5.21. And Jesus said it himself, if you're going to be my disciple, you cannot be known for being so gullible and hoodwinked and bamboozled and controlled and dominated by your media or your government because you need to be a priest and a prophet. And Christians have been lied to and controlled by their government for the longest. It's just amazing how trapped we are. And, and then we, we, that's why I raised the question a couple of weeks ago. If it wasn't last week where I said, uh, I don't know which one are we. Are we Balaam's ass or are we Balaam? Because you know when you're going in the wrong direction, that means you're lying. It's a path of unrighteousness. And when you're being driven in the wrong di- direction, I'm sure Balaam would have been fine riding an elephant if he had a a relationship with the with India and he could hoodwink them. He could be a yogi when he's in India, and he could be a diviner when he's in Israel, and he can be a false prophet when he's in the church, whether it's an elephant or a uh, a donkey. Um, What are you? Are you driven by false prophecy, driven by false narratives, controlled by hucksters and and uh, propagandists? Uh, in your media and in your government and in your in your institutions, so easily manipulated, so easily controlled. I'm I'm reading an, an article about you know what we already know. This is an article uh, in Health Impact News. I'm just going to read a portion of it. Many of you have heard about this particular uh, platform, particularly early on in the COVID uh, agenda. Brian Chilavi. Uh, did some great work in exposing the numbers, exposing the uh, the suffering and death of people all around the world when your mainstream media was absolutely silent about the sufferings of men and women, which they are really truly silent today other than what they're using to create a one-sided narrative in the Middle East. Uh, Brian says this, all wars are banker wars. Makes sense to me. All wars are Baker wars. It's a common fact known to many in the alternative media who understand that politicians are mere puppets to the world's globalists who control the finances of the world. And these globalists who control the banking industry as well as the billionaires on Wall Street and Silicon Valley fund both sides of almost every war to maximize profits. Axe IBM and others connected with it in the days of hitler america understood our government understood this is why eisenhower warned you about the military industrial complex which you 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 want to continue to deny is existing in our government we love to play house, don't we? We like to pretend. But you were warned by good men that um, we're paying for these wars, and then we're paying for the for the media to come out and lie to us and, and get us all heated and and, and 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 lathered up, foaming at the mouth uh, against one another in the faulty bifurcation of the left right uh, diatribe or what we call the dialectic. And that's what's going on right now in the streets. Uh, The right is fit to be tied because there are so many tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people in the streets all around the world that are uh, uh, pro-Palestinian. And and they are uh, the media is trying to figure out and those in control of the media are trying to figure out how to stave off this growing sympathy. For the Palestinians over against uh, the uh, the Jews are, let's call it the Israeli state, because many of us know how to make categorical distinctions between the Jewish people and the Israeli state. And that's by design even among them. Okay, so you can't conflate those two if you have some understanding. Uh, And so the bankers, uh, the bankers have talked about what they need to do to uh, to to address this. Western banking system, which is led primarily uh by many of uh the Rothschild families in Europe who happen to also be Jewish, uh the Rockefeller family in the US has been uh failing miserably uh to, to shape the narrative. And so they, they they've they've had a hard time. And the reason why they've had a hard time controlling the narrative like they used to do back in the fifties and sixties is because of alternative media. This has been the method of the globalists for a long time to control the world's financial system since at least the 1900s, says Shelby, that led to World War I. It just started a war and bankroll both sides to fix the financial system. The war changed dynamics after the false flag event of 9-11. Anyone can talk about that. Just go look up the 9-11 commissions and see all of the holes running through it where the enemy became terrorists instead of a single country or a geopolitical location. It allowed the globalists to use their massive financial resources to fund the main intelligence agencies, the CIA, the Mossad, and six to create these terrorist groups, mostly among Muslims. Now, he's saying something that nobody really wants to hear, that all these cats are being paid off to be what they are. This is spoon feeding your own enemies so you can justify going to war against them. I told you this a couple of weeks ago. You can go online and find it. Uh, President Biden was extremely happy to receive financial support when he was running for presidency by Hamas. I couldn't believe it. Until I saw it. So I'm going to show you how the president becomes a personification of the perilous pendulum swinging to both sides of the political diatribe. So on the one hand, uh, President uh, Biden is supposed to really be pro-Israeli. But here he is receiving monies from Hamas, which Hamas has been supported and upheld by our government through different channels ever since its inception. So Hamas is uh supporting the uh incoming president, and then all of a sudden as Hamas now engages in a campaign against Israel, guess what President Biden does? He says, We stand with Israel, and you can find President Biden on uh these clips as well, saying that he is a Zionist. And you may not know what that means, but you should, because Zionism is a big problem for um for New Testament Christians, quite frankly. A real big problem. If you're a Zionist, it means you are fundamentally a war monger, that you promote war in the name of God. You don't mind people being killed because you don't see them as equally precious in your sight. That's the way you do it when you are a kind of system of bigotry where you hold other people above other people. Still. Uh, this is kind of what's going on right before your face. In many ways, if you listen to the way the media s- frames it and, and, and argues it, this is true with uh, with Alan Dershowitz. The reason he's so upset with Obama is because he fundamentally does not believe that any of the children of the Palestinians are worth protecting and saving or defending and yet you know what he would say? He would say when he's in court protecting people like Jeffrey Epstein or, or Bill Clinton or others that, you know, my job is just to be an advocate for these people. My job is not to exercise the, the 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 right judgment. That's up to the judge. But here he is now being a judge over Obama because Obama wants to simply say those are human beings just like the, the Jewish people are human beings, just like uh, the Israeli state. But no, he doesn't want that because that challenges the narrative. You see, when you are shallow in your thinking and you are shallow in your capacity to analyze and critique and you are shallow and and fickle in your moral ethical framework, you can be told to be emotionally hostile towards someone you don't even know. You can be made to feel like people should die collectively as major groups, as I hear some ignorant politicians say, drop a bomb on them, roll a carpet across them. Collective punishment is the right thing to do. Are you crazy? Are you insane? You cannot know the Lord Jesus and be talking like that. You're a warmonger when you talk like that. Every soul is precious in God's eyes. So Jesus is not part of this equation. I want you to know that the, 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 the balance of the Christocentric, uh, God-glorifying, Christ-exalting, grace-oriented message of Scripture has nothing to do with these folks over in Washington or your political Christians, which I've been challenging on both sides for a long time. You know that. I love challenging the Democrats, and I love challenging the Republicans when they get on their red horse of war and want to kill folks in the name of Jesus or in the name of God. Um, it's so contrary, but that's called Zionism. You need to do your work, and I'll help you if you want to. GBCHayward at gmail.com, and you can get behind the scenes and figure out whether or not you are a, a closet warmonger or, or if you really know your Bible because, uh, you know, The big bankers are making all the money and people are dying and we're paying for it. You are too, me, too. If you work like like I do, I work one triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine, one, triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. I'll be right back to take your phone calls on this Monday edition of Lifeline. Right back.
1: To join the conversation, call 888-4KFAX. That's 888-FORKFAX. And now back to Lifeline.
2: The time is 551 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. If you want to chime in with something, you certainly may. 1 888-367-5329. 1 888-367-5329. Doing an exciting study on the history of Zionism and Christian Zionism and then Jewish Zionism, which combined together is what you got in, uh, in what's taking place in terms of our government's uh, absolute allegiance to the state of Israel and its uh, alleged needing to protect itself from all of the enemies around the world as the narrative goes. But in addition to that, um, a lot, a lot of wars, a lot of conflict, a lot of things that are taking place in our world because of that, and 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 its support by a sort of undiscerning church particularly the Protestants, to some degree Catholics, but certainly Protestants were the fabricators of it. And if you want to know more, again, email me, gbchayward at gmail.com. I'll give you some resources so you can learn how to s- rightly divide the Word of God and actually have a much more um, historically grounded eschatology so that you're not part of uh, predictive prophecy or self-fulfilling prophecy, which I believe is what's going on in our world at this, at this present time. All right, we're going to take some phone calls. And then when I come back in the second hour, what I want to do is read to you an article about the, um, a poor, uh, and tragic death of a Jewish man here in the Bay area, um, at the hands of a, uh, of an, uh, uh, Arab, uh, individual. And I want to talk about how the media framed that story to not give you enough information to do anything, but, uh, maybe a knee-jerk reaction. This is what I mean by the manipulative nature of our media uh, that does not give you enough data for you to be able to make an informed decision. But let me go to line one and talk with uh, Jermaine uh, for a moment. Jermaine, what's going on?
3: Oh, nothing much, Pastor. Just enjoying the show so far. Amen. What's your thoughts? Well, uh, there's one thing that you brought up in your sermon over the weekend. I think it was Exodus 32. And that one kind of bothers me a little bit. It asked for a while because i I had sent that to someone, and I was just wondering if you can kind of critique something. You know, a correlation I, I was thinking about. So when I saw the footage of the the uh, I guess the paragliders or whatever the terrorists were coming over the uh, the horizon to uh, attack the the people at the parties. The one thing that kind of caught my attention is one video has what they were dancing in front of, and it almost looked like a giant effigy of a false god. It wasn't almost. It actually was. Okay.
2: Then Did I I send you that presentation? Because I did it on purpose if I did.
3: No, I I never, I I don't get your... uh, for some reason i haven't gotten your emails but okay
2: send me send me an email because you need to be updated send me an email soon you need to be updated because we've been dealing with a lot of stuff and i know that particular one and it's very eerie isn't it
3: yeah it it disturbed me because i know family unfortunately who's gone to those festivals and it's related to one that they hold in uh, los angeles and other parts of the country over here and it's basically a giant rave a lot of uh drugs and and sex and whatever's going on, but it just kinda struck me that these people can't see destruction coming from behind them and yet they're they're all focused and, and dancing in front of this thing. And it kinda reminded me of Moses coming down the mountain after he's held back some of God's I guess redemption and I just wanted to kind of hear your thoughts on that because sure. that one's kind of stuck out in my mind for a very long time. And I sent it to another couple of brothers, but I quietly did it because I, I wanted to make sure I was thoroughly researching what I said before trying to cause any kind of controversy unnecessarily.
2: Right. You can find anyone can find that presentation that I'm getting ready to talk about for this segment on um, children's help defense with uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Um, Yes, I remember sending it out because it's a Jewish sister. Her name is Alana Daniels. Beautiful sister, has a great message. And she speaks from Israel and has spoken now for several years around the COVID thing because Israel as a whole nation was set up as a kind of bunch of guinea pigs for the vaccine and suffered horrible, horrible uh, um, consequences from the vaccine, from the jab. It's not a vaccine from the jab. And and many of them were, you know, uh, texting people and using their phones and warning people about the lockdown, warning people about, you know, the government locking them in their house houses i mean it was horrible what happened to them and the world should have known but your media won't do it now to the point of which you are uh sharing and alana was doing a very balanced job in uh her presentation on the children's health com. you can go there and look up uh, alana i-l-a-n-a daniel's it's a Jewish perspective. She she lays out what is actually going on in, in Israel and how Israel is atrocious at the level of government, at the level of technology, and at the level of military behavior. Our, our folks in America don't want to believe it, but that's because they don't want to believe it. But what had happened while she was doing a commentary on uh, the horrible, horrible, horrible Hamas attack. Uh, you could see someone that was in the party, like you said, uh, Jermaine, in the party. And they're they're dancing, having a good time. It's early in the morning. According to the uh, phone, it was about 6.20 a.m. in the morning. That means it was dawn. It was kind of dusk but dawn, a little light but not a whole lot of light. And they're partying like it could be. And the camera of that person filming is looking up and filming this massive balloon of a Buddha doll. Now, that's not going to rub a whole lot of people listening to this pro- to this program any kind of way, because we're used to the secret secret secretization of uh, religion in America. You know, Buddha dolls are everywhere. We eat in restaurants. Buddha dolls are everywhere. It's called a pluralistic society. That's exactly what Israel is. And people that explain to ignorant Christians. That when you're talking about uh, pr- uh, promoting and protecting and being on Israel's side, you're not talking about being on uh, a side of a, uh, a bunch of Jews who keep Torah and believe in the Bible and believe in the Old Testament and believe in Jehovah God. That's not the case by any stretch of the imagination. It's such an open society of... um Uh, We would say conditional democracy with all kinds of behavior taking place. And on that day, unfortunately, in an uncanny way, as you stated, you got this video taking place of 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 someone filming this big, massive must be about 40 feet wide and high of a ballooned uh, Buddha doll. But above the Buddha doll. Are these paragliders coming over the fence from the Gaza Strip where they have been trapped in and you can see the gliders coming and the people dancing are kind of looking up and and trying to figure out what this is and they have no idea. They're still dancing and don't see the judgment coming. This is what you're saying, Jermaine, about the corollary between it and the Exodus 32 account where Moses and Joshua are told by God to get down the hill because these people have engaged in re- dancing around the golden calf. And shortly thereafter, the Levites will gather together and kill every man who engaged in a departure from the true and the living God, worshiping the golden calf, wanting to take them back to Egypt and slaughtered them mm-hmm. to the tune of 3,000 and uh you know this is why the vast majority of those that are Jews in Israel over there do not believe in the bible they really don't they're secular good people he, or humanly speaking and and, and and what folks don't understand is there is an eclectic in uh in in the Israeli state of uh, Jews and Gentiles and Palestinians and Christians and and Muslims and Arabs they're all there there's no doubt about it it's just that they don't all have real equal rights it's not, that is that is an apartheid system, and everybody knows it but the ignorant, uh, you know, Christian Zionists here in America and our uninformed public. But that clip was eerie, and we take no joy in it, because we do not take any joy in the death of the wicked. Certainly not the death of the innocent, and definitely not the death of the righteous, But it is something that those people have to reckon with. I can tell you this for certain, that Bibi Netanyahu was just as exposed in his pride of saying Israel is safer than has ever been. You know, as Nebuchadnezzar, when he was walking through the halls of of, uh, Babylon, saying, you know, with my hands, I have built this great kingdom, when Daniel had already warned him. Then you had warned Nebuchadnezzar, humble yourself, humble yourself, you're not God, you didn't build this, God granted you the right to put this kingdom together the way he did, and so, see, God resists the proud, it doesn't matter who it is, Christian, Muslim, Jew, secularist, atheist, God resists, God is sovereign, he's in control of all this, and one of these days, we'll wake up and realize that might does not make right? false Christianity is always engaged in war always and it will turn on its own if you read the news carefully it will turn on its own to make sure it wins it will slaughter its own to make sure it wins that's the nature of war, it's a beast Revelation 13, politics and religion whenever your religion is tied to politics ladies and gentlemen you are practicing the predatorial powers of the beast. Jesus said, if you live by the sword, you will die by the sword. This is where our Christianity in America is completely tore up. And I'm glad to tell you guys this because I love you enough and I'm going to exercise my freedom of speech until they shut me down or censor me or whatever they may want to do to let you know you got to do a better job. You call yourself a believer, you need to be honest, fair and you need to be informed instead of simply being a shilling and useful idiot for powers that don't have your interest in view. Thank you for the call, my dear brother. I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we'll pick up the lines. I've got three lines open: one triple eight three six seven five three two nine, one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. I bet you guys didn't see that video on CNN or Fox News because both companies are owned by the same people. I'll be right back.
1: To join the conversation, call 888-4KFAX. That's 888-FORKFAX. And now back to Lifeline.
2: The time is 608 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. The number is 1 I want to give you an example of what I mean by the controlled, constrained narrative. Uh, There was a Jewish man that was uh, recently uh he succumbed to an injury at a protest here in California and I just want to read this article a bit and 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 and, and ask you the question can you get anything out of what <clears throat> this news piece gave you uh that by which you can make a fair assessment of what happened uh to this man okay listen to what the title says i witness Recounts death of Jewish protester in California. So the first thing for me is I'm hearing the word Jewish, okay, and and I get it, but there it is. Eyewitness recounts death of Jewish protester in California, and eyewitness says a computer science teacher was a man who allegedly hit Paul Kessler in the face with a megaphone, causing him to fall. Now that's. The context, says a computer science teacher was the man who allegedly hit Paul Kessler in the face with a megaphone causing him to fall. OK, there you go. You got one man hitting another and one of them is his name is Mr. Kessler. He happens to have been Jewish. When you look at the pictures, you can very clearly see that the one that hit him was a foreigner, maybe even uh, an Islamist or maybe even um, an Arab. Or maybe even Jewish, but to me, looks more Arab. Friends and family came together this week to grieve the death of Paul Kessler, a Jewish man who died on November 6th, the day after an altercation at the dueling pro-Palestinian and pro-Israel protests in Thousand Oaks, California. So I guess they were all out in the street dueling it out. That's the way the media is painting it. And I'll tell you why before this program ends, why the media is painting it that way, because they want you to be divided and fighting. Loe Alnaji, a 50-year-old computer science teacher at Park College in the Ventura County Community College District, was first identified by the Daily Mail on November 8th. As a suspect who allegedly hit Mr. Kessler in the face with a megaphone, at least they said allegedly, on November, on a November 5th rally, causing him to suffer a fatal fall. Thousand Oaks resident Jonathan Oswak, who was with Mr. Kessler at the protest supporting Israel, confirmed to the Epoch Times that Mr. Anaji. Um, Is the man in question. So uh, obviously you can see Mr. Anaji is definitely an Arabic name or Middle Eastern name. Jonathan Oswick speaks to the press about his friend Paul Kessler. These are both Jewish men. Uh, A Jewish man who died following an altercation during dueling pro-Palestinian and pro-Israeli demonstrations. Mr. Oswak said he had only met Mr. Kessler, 69, also of Thousand Oaks, the week before at the same intersection where the pro-Palestinian group had rallied multiple times since October 7th, uh, uh, since the October 7th attack on Israel by Hamas terrorists. Although, They had just met. They shared some deep conversation, Mr. Oswick said. And so the article goes on to say he was passionate, Mr. Oswick told the Epic Times. He was committed. He was a man that was not very large in stature, but he had the heart of a lion. He was not afraid to stand his ground. See, now, when you hear something like that, You and I are just reading the article. What does that say? What does it mean that he was passionate? What does it mean that he was committed? What does it mean that he had the heart of a lion in the context of free speech and discussion and debate in the public forum? He was not afraid to stand his ground. The two men felt compelled to stand up for Israel in their community, a quiet suburb of about 40 miles northwest of Los Angeles, after pro-Palestinian supporters uh, staged protests at the busy intersection, which you and I have every right to do, no matter what the side. Mr. Kessler was the only person who responded to a social media post by Mr. Oswald, who called out the Jewish community to counter protest at the pro-Palestinian rally. They met October 29th for the first time, the protesters and were threatened with a gun according to mr oswick i'm still waiting for them to to affirm that but apparently somebody pulled out a gun as they walked through the crowd a man began following them flashed a gun from beneath his shirt said mr oswick um and and so he talks about that at length this has nothing to do with what happened with the conflict between um uh, Mr. Kessler and uh, the, uh, the Arabic man, but they wanted to put that in the newsfeed. Apparently what happened, uh, according to, uh, Mr. Oswak set up. Uh, on the opposite corner, uh, two men, him and Kessler, including Mr. Anaji, came up behind him and started yelling in his ear using the megaphone. Supposedly, Mr. Anaji came up to the, uh, Jewish, uh, brother and was, uh, screaming with the megaphone. After that, Mr. Anaji and the other man walked across the street to where Mr. Kessler was standing, according to Mr. Oswak. Shortly after that, Mr. Anaji allegedly, allegedly struck Mr. Kessler in the face with a megaphone and struck him with his hand on the left side of his face, according to Mr. Oswak. Mr. Kessler fell to the ground, striking the back of his head on the concrete. This man holding the megaphone was the man that struck him, Mr. Osquak said, referring to a photo of his friend that took Mr. took, uh, the friend took a uh, Mr. Anaji and another protester. Now, what Goes on to say was that when Mr. Analji, who allegedly hit the man, knocked him to the ground, apparently it was Mr. Analji who actually called the paramedics and called the police when uh, when he was knocked down and was injured. I'm just going to give you that to consider as well, because that comes way down at the bottom. In fact, the police affirmed that it was Mr. Anandji who actually called uh, for help for this. Individuals very important for us to get that, but there you go. The amount of anti-Semitism that has been happening has been truly mind-boggling. Thousand Oaks Police Chief Jeremy Paris. Paris told those gathered to the Virgil. Several fights broke out outside the Los Angeles Museum of Tolerance on the night of November 8th following a showering of a uh, uh, showing of very witness to the October 7th massacre assembled by the Israel Defense Forces showing violent footage primarily captured from body worn cameras of Hamas militants. So that's, you know, they, they're showing the video here in, the, in America so that people can see it. So what? So we can just start holding hands and praying, or was it used to create provocation and conflict among American citizens about what was taking place several thousands of miles away? You see, these things are so very complicated, are they not? one 367 5329 367 We'll talk about it when we come back. We'll be right back.
1: To join the conversation, call 888-4-K-F-A-X. That's 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. And now back to Lifeline.
2: All right, we are back. The time is 621 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Let's go to line number two and talk with James on line number two. James, are you there? Hey, PJ,
4: can you hear
2: me? Yes, sir. What's going on, man? Uh,
4: what isn't going on? Yeah. I, I, I'm going to put a plug in for this right quick before I go to my topic. I said before they censor you and shut you down, uh, we got we got to get a podcast. I know you're working on it. I mean, because you have so many salient uh, topics and subjects here that two hours doesn't even do it justice. We, we could get, get two hours on each subject. I mean, it's
2: just, sure. yeah, sure. hopefully yeah. hopefully we can hopefully that can that that can materialize by the time the year ends. I know I know I'm being pressed a little bit harder from several sides to get that done. Just, you know, my schedule, as you know, uh, I do more yeah. than a Monday talk show. But at some point that has to get done so we can go deeper in our analysis of what's really going on in the world so we can we can keep that in prayer. Absolutely,
4: no pressure. Though I know I, I, I know your slate is full, mm-hmm. and I mean, like I say, so many of them. But I want to start here, and then segue over to my second. My first one is: it's very interesting that Obama was complicit in a lot of things. Said what he said. I'm gonna say that you know to, to spark the response from Gershowitz. Uh That yeah. was interesting. However, it, it just appears to me that you know, and I'm. Uh, You know, I'm just thinking how, you know, how how true the scripture is. And and we're constantly warning to be not deceived. And I I, I think I asked you part of this question, uh, somewhat of this question the last time. How many people really know what it is they're supporting? Especially when, you know, I'm I'm looking at the piece from from Perloff that you sent out. uh, As well as some of the other uh, material that just shows how... Uh, the degrees of, of 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 deceit that was was used. I mean, I'm I'm talking about all the way to where they had a plan for uh, the Bible with Schofield and everything yep. that, that that they used. I mean, they knew it was going divi- to be a division. Uh, the powers that be went to the Vatican, went to the Catholics first. The Catholics said no, so they scrambled and uh, it, with, with all the work they did to. Oh, to, you know, to try to control the Protestants, you know, with this, uh, you know, with this Schofield Bible and all of the hoops it went to. And it's interesting how that Bible is written. You know, I had an opportunity to have a Schofield Bible years ago, and it was just like, it was just something I guess, I pray, I guess it was just the spirit of God to say, stay away from it. And if that particular copy, well, particular text, that particular book, I don't even want to call it a Bible, uh circulated like it said it did i know it did because i had one white right, right in my presence sure. and they took what was said in there to heart it is no surprise to me that we have so many uh you know uh zionists out there that's it's, right it's, uh, you know i just like you know, just like Dershowitz. I mean, he's, he's an educated man, but how is he a is he a a, 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 a Jewish uh, Zionist or
2: is he just? not? It's obvious hard? that he is. This is not a. It's a question for you. It's not a question for me.
3: Okay, got it. He says
4: obvious he is. Okay, got it. Okay, right, right, so right.
2: you know, but I mean, it's just. You
4: know, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just interesting to me that, you know, I say the way the media uh, 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 frames things and uh, just all the way up to the top. I mean, there's so many of them. I mean, when you're talking about the war, how, you know, they funded both sides, you know, the war they sit down and and they plan, you know, this stuff out from up
2: top and expect anybody else to just fall in line but when i Where they about- can't help but that everybody else has to fall in line. So everybody has to fall in line. This is your ideological subversion that Yuri talked about working perfectly. That he he said it. So our governments have been infiltrated themselves and the techniques and strategies for um for uh divide and conquer have been working excellently. Um and 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 it is now at a level of almost impeccable flawlessness with the exception of the independent media it it doesn't know what to do with the independent media it really wants to control the whole thing again that is the ultimate marxist agenda um socialist agenda globalist agenda total control because if they can control the narrative then they can shut down any opposition okay
4: and I, of course i know that to be true but god being who he is i just would never allow that to happen that's just you know my sentiment because we'll know the truth and the, uh truth will make us free and i was reading a text earlier it just kind of jumped out me jumped out at me at the end of uh 713 when it talks about uh the, the people that enter in at the narrow gate and and I didn't read this, but for some reason, it just spoke volumes to me when it says at the end, it says, "You know, for the for the few that find it." So that means right. to find something, you have to be diligently looking for it. Sure, it's just not going to fall in your lap. I mean, for some reason, that text just spoke volumes to me to find it, find it. I mean, we're blessed to have you know you helping us out. Uh, <laughs> I mean, tremendously. But where would we be? If it wasn't for, you know, people like yourselves and the voting boxes, just, you know, fighting against all of these narratives and all, and all these lies because, and I'm, and I'm sure, at least myself, I know I try not to be quick to judge anything. And I've learned that, you know, through the scriptures and learned that through you and something that you said that was uh, quite pertinent a few months ago about, uh, faith and the facts. I mean, you, you have your faith and that's what you're operating on until, you know, you get the facts of a situation, even though you That's may right. not be sure about a situation at the beginning. And I'm paraphrasing, right. of course. That's right. But <laughs> and at the but you, but you hang on to your faith in God, you know, and eventually the truth will come out because the truth never comes out first. Mm-hmm. It, it never does. You know, it's always hidden. It reminds me of another text. Man, you can't serve God and mammon. And this is just like God versus mammon right now. You know, you, you got all uh, You know, oh, hello. Okay. All, yeah, uh, no, you're okay.
2: It's just that it seems like you're breaking up.
4: Oh, I'm sorry, breaking up. So, uh, you, know, you know, you it seems like you have, you know, all these people with uh, money that's opposed to God, and for somehow or another, they're trying to play God, and they think they're really going to win. And we know the end is going to be destruction. It's just I encourage everybody to just continue to just hold on and stay encouraged because we you know we know how the end is going to how it's going to end. So that's really all I have to say. I might have other things, but I just wanted to just put that out there.
2: Yeah, no, very very good. Let me put these two categories together just as an overarching sort of uh, uh, duality, a kind of. uh um, parallelism. Um, actually, this will be a duality. Uh, from Genesis to Revelation, you're dealing with, uh, lies and truth. Uh, from Genesis, Genesis to Revelation, you're dealing with darkness and light. From Genesis, to revelation, you're dealing with the snake and then you're dealing with the visible Yahweh or the mediator between God and man. And that's the Lord Jesus. And I did that in order because I'm coming out of the Genesis narrative because while the Genesis narrative is a narrative of creation, it's also a narrative of the recreation. It's a narrative of redemptive reality for those of us who know who know that Jesus comes in the volume of the book is written of him to do God's will without a Christocentric understanding of who's really in control of this. People are lost. So when I said the Bible is divided in what are called mega narrative characteristics, and I used the word darkness first. That's the way the Genesis text opens up. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. So the first metaphor of the spiritual dimension and condition of mankind is set forth in the creation narrative, the tohu and bohu, the chaos, the confusion, the disorder, the darkness. That is by theological design. It's written to let you and I know that in our first and natural state as fallen Adamic creatures, we are children of darkness. We are walking in darkness. And that's how the serpent was able to come up on on Adam and Eve and get them to partake in rebellion against God. He brought false propaganda. He brought psychology. He brought a twisted theology. He brought it humanism. He brought self-righteousness. He exalted Adam and Eve unto a godlike status, and they rebelled against God to be like the serpent. And then came God, that's verse 7, and the Lord, and, and Adam heard the voice of the Lord walking in the cool of the day, that is the Lord Jesus, because lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me to do thy will. So the darkness is first, and then the light is second. All through the scriptures, that parallelism rides to truth. So Proverbs 18 says, the one that is first in his own cause always seems just. Until his neighbor comes, exposes him, deconstructs him, analyzes him, critiques him, and dismantles his fallacious, propagandized argument. So God comes to redeem us from the darkness that we are so prone to. So you're right. The lie comes first. And then you and I have to be like Proverbs 14, 15. The prudent looks well to his going. The simple believe every word. The prudent looks well to his going. So what's going on in our world is men are being deceived and men are being faithful. Some people are being deceived, and others are being faithful. And obviously, that is a crystal-centric paradigm. The faithful one, the true witness of God, he came, and they didn't like him. They wanted to continue walking in darkness. That's John three seventeen. Men love darkness rather than light. They will not come to the light that their deeds might be made manifest as wrought in God. But when you become a child of God, you become a child of light. You become children of Christ, children of the Father. You become light bearers as Jesus was the Christos, he was the Creole. We become that as well. Uh, the blessing of the anointing to bring illumination to the house, to bring revelation to the darkness. You are a light of the world. But you see, when that light is snuffed out by money, mammon, power, deception, then, then we then we struggle and we suffer this is where we are i got to take a hard break thank you for the call my dear brother we'll pick up the rest of you guys on the other side of the break we'll be right back
1: to join the conversation call 888-4-K-F-A-X that's 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X and now back to lifeline
2: we are indeed got about 20 minutes to go maybe a little less than that um, again, two lines open if you want to get in on the conversation or if you're enjoying um, what you're hearing. Great. <clears throat> and by the way, if you want to just send me some props, if you are appreciating the content, if you're appreciating my analysis, my perspective, if you actually really actually appreciate the fact that I'm not actually just a kind of talking head on either the left or the right uh and you want to let me know you are benefiting from these uh Monday programs, uh give me an email. Give me a give me just a shout out. GBChayward at gmail.com. gbchayward at gmail.com. I I'd certainly appreciate it, but uh, you know, I know that God is allowing uh these uh, insights to reach people. Um and but I'd I'd love to hear from you. GBChayward at gmail dot com. Got two lines open, one triple eight Three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine as well. Let's go to line three and talk with Gloria. Gloria on line number three. Are you there? Hi. Hi, Gloria.
5: How are you, Pastor Jesse?
2: I'm doing good. How are you doing?
5: Oh, not too bad. I'm getting over a bad chest cold. So I have to be very careful. But um, I just wanted to say how much I appreciate your ministry. been listening mm-hmm. to you for nine years. But I also have started to, my husband and I uh, listen every Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and Friday. But I've also enjoy another precious brother, okay. Pastor Adrian.
2: Yes, that's one of my downlines in Sacramento. You're really yeah, enjoying it, right? I know,
5: I know. Oh, we just love him. My husband especially really likes him. But that's anyhow, great. I just wanted to say... Um, Well, my husband and I, we're very, we know what's going on uh, around the world, and especially in uh, Israel and in Ukraine, and, you know, we're very alert. We we listen to different programs, and um, I wanted to say to you that uh, I have many, many friends because I live in an apartment. Right. And I have many, many dear, precious people Amen. that are Muslim. Yeah. And they have shown me more love, and my husband and I, more love, uh, and vice versa. Like, we, I try to always minister t- to them but through their children. Right. And so I give them little gifts and books and different things. And so I've been able to reach out to many of them. And I find them very loving, caring people. And uh, we're actually, Bob and I, my my husband, we are very sad with what's going on in Palestine.
6: Of course.
5: And... um, but I remember something you said. I think it was last week or something. That we're not picking. Si- I'm not picking sides. I'm on the Lord's side. That's but right. We have to remember. What does God hate? That's right. The shedding of innocent blood. You got it. And um, so I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm <laughs> anyhow, I we also listen to health impact news we have for many years and uh we've passed some things on to you i don't know if you got them or not but on your on your website so
2: but yeah, we, no, we, like we, we res- i get a lot of stuff but um we're, we're we're completely in contact with with uh health impact news you ought to know that
5: yeah and uh, have you also heard of a gentleman in montana named chuck baldwin
2: um the name sounds familiar
5: yes and for years he was pre-trib for years and years and years he said and then he started he said he he really got convicted about something and he did a real thorough study for years on, in in the word of God and uh he really likes uh, well he pushes um uh the bible um what is the B- matthew henry com matthew henry bible sure sure <laughs> And so anyhow, um I wanted to ask you I've gone back to listen to some of your messages, but I find so many people that are even reformed, they keep on saying, Well does Pastor Jesse believe that that the Jews are all that the Jews are going to uh, Israel's gonna come after all the Gentiles come in um and does he believe that they're all gonna be saved and this and that and I said, Well I don't know, I don't think so. I mean they have it's only, no, all you know only is you for don't know. the elect.
2: That's what you know is you don't know. So that's what you always want to say. So like, I would love to hear from them, but I'm going to take this brief moment to frame just in a small caveat for you and for the audience, the essence of Romans 11. I'm going to do that because I have to let you go. I see I'm coming up on a break. So I believe that God has an election according to grace among the Jewish people. That's what Paul said. That's Romans 9 through 11. What I don't agree with is a premillennial dispensational uh, ideology of some massive political state reconstitution in the Middle East as being biblical prophecy, but rather predictive prophecy and self-fulfilling prophecy, and we can go into that argument. That's why your friend from Montana was able to abandon a well, premillennial dispensational view, because he understood a lot of this is about politics, war, and money. But God always has had an election of among the Jewish people, according to grace. But he doesn't save them in their Judaism. He doesn't leave them under the law. He doesn't leave them in an old testament state. He doesn't leave them under Moses an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth of life for life, and returning to the land had tons of conditional uh premises upon it. So many of us who have been solidly either um uh millennial, postmillennial, or preterite, partial or whole, we have historically held a consistent interpretation of any kind of um Restoration of Israel as being the consequence of, as the text says, uh, until they say, "Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord." That is the Lord Jesus. There's no true regathering of the of the uh, so-called uh, children of Israel. They have to come to Christ to really come back to the land, to really come back to God. That's the Old Testament conditional promise there. So, what's taking place now is something we all really need to be analyzing. But when they ask that question does pastor believe that there is an election of the uh, the uh the jewish people of course i do but not at, in whole not in the sense of them just being you know uh, you know ashkenazi jews or are sephardic jews or are you know kazarian jews in the flesh they according to paul will see jesus as messiah and have to come to him all this other stuff that's going on now you guys uh, I have been warning for years this is all part of an Antichrist setup. This does not constitute the real work of regeneration in the hearts of Jewish people who are elect according to the grace of God. We've got some problems to work through in that regard. So there you go. That's the essence of it. A lot more could be said. Thank you for the call. i got to take a hard break. When I come back, I'll chat with Leslie a little bit, and then I'll close out with a few more comments as to why you need to reexamine your premillennial dispensational theology, because it's contrary to the gospel. I'll be right back.
1: And now back to Lifeline.
2: We are back. We've got about eight minutes. Let me talk with Leslie on line number four briefly. Leslie, are you there?
6: Yes. Hi, Pastor Jesse.
2: Hey, what's going on? Where are you guys at this weekend?
6: We're going to be this Saturday at the Dublin Public Library. That's at 200 Civic Plaza. And
2: Yeah, no, that's getting- right down. No, that's right down the street. The Dublin Library this Saturday at what time?
6: Uh, 2 p.m. in the afternoon.
2: Okay, 2 p.m. this afternoon at the Dublin Library. And for those who are new listening to us, let us know what's going on.
6: Yeah, so we, Tom Wong and I formed Alameda County Star Search. And what we do is we encourage everyday people to run for local public office. Because in 2024, there will be over 175 positions in Alameda County that are up for election. And many of these are positions like rec and park or school board, college board, uh, municipal, um, electrical, as well as like sanitary district. And most of us are very well qualified to be on these boards. So we help people identify what they can run for. Uh, We match them up. We help them do their filings. We help them find their campaign team. We help them with their infrastructure and we help them with uh, uh, media as well as uh, public relations and how to get out the vote. So we're trying to change our local communities and our local politicians because those local politicians keep moving up to county and to state and the federal. And what we do locally sets the whole tone of what we consider acceptable behavior and If it's not, if it's acceptable at the local level, it just filters all the way up. So if we can get good moral people with high integrity and good values, it will start trickling its way up and we'll have better, uh, better communities
2: and better outcomes policy wise and better relationships in our community across all sectors, better, better leaders. Um, create better conditions that create better relationships. It's so absolutely logical. And that's what the founding fathers wanted us to do. Get involved, be involved, engage light in the midst of darkness. A city set on the Hill was their sort of extrapolation from the gospel mandate. Um, and, and how might people reach you guys if they wanted to get in contact with you about the meeting for Saturday or or even anything in the future?
6: I'll say it first, and I'll spell it. Is Tom Wong USA at Gmail dot com? So that's
2: okay, say, we want to say that a couple times. That's okay. Tom, Wong, tom
6: Wong, at Gmail dot com, and I'll that's spell cool. it as T O M W O N, and as in Nancy G USA at Gmail.
2: Dot com. Yep, you can get a hold of Tom R. Leslie at that email address, USA at gmail.com, or you can email me and then I'll just kind of send you over to them and you can get, you can get, you know, advice from them on being a participant. If we want to change this darkness, we have to infuse it with the light of good morals, good ethics, you know, the fundamentals of Matthew twenty-two, thirty-seven: 37. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Uh, Leslie, thank you for, uh, for the call in, letting us know, and I'll talk with you real soon. Okay, thank you,
6: Pastor Jesse.
2: Blessings. All right, let me just kind of begin to wind down the program around the last question given to me by Gloria, if you guys just want to have the conversation. I know that 90% of you, 90% of you, um, don't know anything really about eschatology, the study of end time things. But I also know about 60% of you, if not 70, will hold to one view or the other, and largely um, the historic propagandized, highly skeptical C.S. Schofield uh, study Bible, which James was talking about earlier. That was the first Bible stuck into my hands as a naive Christian uh, in my early years of 18, 19 years old. It's a reference Bible. Uh, Prior to that, there were very few reference Bibles in the world. When you picked up a Bible, you picked up a particular translation, English translation of the Bible, but it didn't have the thousands of footnotes and commentaries and, uh, insertions of interpretations of the verses as did the Schofield Bible, which was a major gargantuan again, uh, project that goes all the way up into the upper echelons of politics because they wanted to shape the thinking of men and women around, uh, what, what was supposedly God doing a miracle and bringing Israel back into the land, uh, in, in, in 1947. That can be challenged historically, uh, and on other levels when you You do your diligence according to Proverbs chapter 18, 17. Uh, What I would say is that anyone's eschatology that would allow for uh, the uh, sort of biased pro one side, anti other to the degree that you would support the war of killing someone in the name of God killing someone in the name of God makes you no more, makes you no different than the propagad- propagandized notion of all Muslims are terrorists. Now, smart people know better. People that have grown up in the hood, we've grown up in the society where we have been, you know, abused by police officers, abused by authorities. When you grow up in the sort of uh, analogous concentration camp where um, you know authorities exercise their powers the wrong way, we're smarter than that. We We know better than that. And as my sister Gloria had stated she's in a community with all kinds of Muslims that love on her even as a Christian well if you if you want to get come up outside of the traps of your diatribe of left right narrative of, of pro-Israel anti-Palestinian and talk to real Muslim brothers and sisters from Sudan or from Africa or from the Middle East who will tell you how easy it is to get along with uh, with non-Muslims and Christians and other people, these are good people. I'm talking about the common folk like you and me. If you consider yourself a person who loves life and long days and enjoy talking to people that are different than you, you don't have a xenophobic Fear because you've been propagandized by the media to hate anything that that wears a a verka or even a yarmulke. Don't even you know don't don't take a hostile position towards the Jewish people either because what we know about history is that all of these groups have loved on each other to get through the struggle of the beast system and its oppression against human beings, period. In the civil rights movement, there were many good Jewish brothers and sisters helping out black people with the oppression that was going on against them, of which the Zionists would call them uh, animals and traitors, and so would ignorant Christians who think that somehow the Bible is promoting an Old Testament resurrection of the covenant of war and the covenant of land and the covenant of material things as it were preparing for a Jesus who would be ruler of a political kingdom in Israel over the masses of the world with swords and bombs and and all kinds of arsenal which is a ludicrous ludicrous interpretation of scripture fundamentally but here we are we're actually doing the same thing that Muslims are doing with their Quran and their Hadith in terms of framing a kind of militant Messiah to come. You better do your work. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. And if he's sovereign God, he can fix it from his throne. Doesn't have to come here and drive in some kind of armored covered car. These are ludicrous interpretations. Let's overcome the hate. Let's overcome the hate. Well, until next time, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord calls his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. The Lord be gracious enough to open your eyes. Open your heart. Show you the truth. The real Jesus. Not the political one. In Jesus' name.
1: Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications. All rights reserved.